With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monique Marvez show. You know, DJs, when they play a song that they played back in the day, they say, played it as a current. That means like now it's a classic rock song, but they actually played it when it was a new song. This song came out in the fall of 1977. 40, almost 40 years ago was when it was a, I don't know when the album came out, News of the World, that's the album. And it has like, like big machine monsters on the front, you know. I can picture the cover. And this song's pretty amazing. Uh, actually, there's a version that I uh, asked Josh to play, and we're going to dig it up later because it has a, a cool piano mashup. And uh, I want to I play the beginning with the cool piano mashup. Did you, did you know that one, Josh? Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the name of it. Only because it's it's super cool. And I love how old things are getting kind of redone and retweaked and and you can and I shazammed it. I was really proud of myself for shazamming it. And it's a queen and a dude named Von Lichten. So take your time, find it. I'll do my thing. And we'll come back with Queen and Von Lichten. But this is the Monique Marvez show. I was gone last week. I missed you guys like crazy. And uh Talk about leading local. The story that's kind of burning a hole in my noodle today, Chappé, you might be able to help me with this. My mom and I were meeting a friend for coffee. Is that your uh, mom? That's my mom. Hi. It's Michael Chappé, the newsman. Hello. <laughs> and uh, and we, we were driving in Burbank on Magnolia. We were, we were going to get some coffee with a friend. And I saw these posters all over of this teenager, Angelique Davis, missing. Either Angelique, Angelica, um, I'll have to look at my notes. But And it's so weird because I, I told my mom just off the top of my head, I said, I don't believe anything particularly nefarious has happened. Just just off the top of my head, just, you know, female intuition as we like to call it. I said, they're going to find her. And then we had breakfast and we went about our business and watched Hidden Figures, which uh great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. And... uh and then I got my I was looking at Twitter to prepare for the show tonight. And oddly enough, in my Twitter feed, I saw a friend of mine who does a show on Ion LA retweeting Meredith Brooks, who's a singer who sang a song Biosh that was a huge hit in the late nineties. I'm a Biosh, I'm a yeah. And uh and saying like Angelique Davis has been found. Now, do you know the or Angelic I'm I'm gonna look at it, but do you know that story? No, that does. I'm actually Googling, and I'm not finding anything with Angelique Davis and Angela Davis. I'm no, no, that. Angela Davis is different. Yeah, she's I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now because, like oh, I say, it was it was a I know who she is. Yeah, 
Um, no, so, I haven't seen anything like that. Well, it was it was, but it's it was a very bizarre. It's a talk about a local story. You know, it it was right here in Studio City, and she disappeared, and she was found, and um, and all they're saying, and then and then Meredith Brooks, the singer, continued to tweet like, "I'm so proud of her." Um, I've got the story in front of me, but I'm saying there's I got a bunch of notes. Was you know, I'm so proud of her mother, and she's in the hospital, and blah blah blah. And I'm thinking, what the heck happened? Okay, LAPD tweeted. Update, after 8 tonight, missing J-U-V, Angelique Davis, and it's spelled Angelique Davis, located in downtown L.A., will have precautionary medical treatment and be reunited with her family. Then Maria, the producer who's sitting in for Johnny D, said, that's it, Johnny Z, not much info. I am fascinated now. This is like a mystery to me. Like, in the world we live in where no one can keep a secret, how is it that this kid who has pictures plastered all over Burbank and Studio City, disappeared, was found, and the only mention I could find was Meredith Brooks tweeting <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in an ice cream store, the soda and straw or whatever. Like, how is that possible that we don't have the details in some way that someone hasn't come forward and said, even if you don't want to give, you know, she met, like, is it an ongoing? Did she meet some guy on the internet? Was she lured away from her home? All they said was that she was suffering from depression and mm. she had diabetes one. And she's 13. 13. Yeah. And she's 5'7". Now, I remember this this story. Now she's been found safe. It sounded like perhaps, we don't know this for certain, but perhaps she didn't want to be found. Well, that's my point. For the, for the few, first few days. As I... I, I turn my mother's sitting in studio. I'm not going to put her on mic, but she can nod her head, and then Maria can vouch. <laughs> I looked at my mom, and I said, she ran away. Mm. I just looked at the poster. I don't know what, if it was something in the eyes. I said, A, she's she's not dead. They're going to find her. And B, this was voluntary. She ran away. Nothing nefarious happened. And I have to tell you, now, just for the sake of just knowing what happened, I can't believe we don't know anything you know what i mean like in the world we live in how is it that i'm getting news from a woman who had a hit 20 years ago how is that well it's it's a juvenile and and you really can't disseminate information about them without uh yeah and you're not supposed to disseminate people's mug shots and they end up on tmz you know what i mean like we know her name but when you're a you know critically missing child that that could be different you're going to give some some names and a picture but uh after that it's Probably up to the family what gets released. Yeah, because it's interesting that, you know, yeah, her picture can be all over the place, you know. And then it's, and then they're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, Meredith, for all you've done. Hmm. Like, what did Meredith Brooks do that precipitated the finding of this kid? Hmm. Like, it's a this whole, I know this sounds, I, I didn't mean to lead with this. But when we talk about leading local, it doesn't get any more local than Magnolia. That's five blocks away. Mm. And it's just a, an interesting story that the fact that you, you let's face it, we find out stuff about juvies. And, and social media, usually, you know, if you can't find it in the hard news, you can find some information. But the only thing I have is she was missing. She's 5'7". She's 13. Her name, we already know, Angelique Davis. In fact, her middle name, Angelique Faith Davis. We know that, that 
Meredith Brooks was somehow involved in the recovery. And we know that she was recovered and that she's getting some medical treatment and they found her in downtown L.A. That's all we know. And and I have to be honest, I am now intrigued and fascinated and hoping that we find, you know, some other information to give us clues because I'm just, you know, with this show on on when they were saying she suffered from depression, we have this show that's very popular now called 13 Reasons or something like that. And there's there's sort of this uptick in awareness that the teenagers and when I say teenagers, like 13, 14 year olds of today are not the 13 and 14 year olds of our day. This 13 reasons why I, is, I mean, I know the premise. It's like a girl that evidently leaves 13 messages to explain why she's, you know, taken her own life. I'm not, I'm not, you know, ruining anything for anybody. Everybody kind of knows that that's what the premise is. I'm not, you know, they were discussing it in my niece's high school about watching it and parental guidance. And it's a, like a thing, you know, this is like a thing. So I'm wondering if in some way there's a link that this show affected her or I'm just curious now. That's all. That's that's it. I'm, I'm not going to go crazy about it. I'm just now very curious to know how it is that A, she was recovered, B, what actually happened, and C, how all of a sudden the world has learned to keep a secret. <laughs> like, I want to know how that, that's the thing that's fascinating me the most. All of a sudden, you know, we get Mel Brooks's mugshot in an hour and every anti-Semitic thing he ever thought of saying within 45 minutes, you know, we know her name, so it's not like a big secret. Like, we find out everything instantly. We all know that, you know, that, that Donald Trump is sleeping at the, at the G7 conference. You know, how is it that now all of a sudden, right here in little old Burbank, we've learned to keep a secret? Anyway, I'm... What does it say she was found? Tonight. Okay. This, that, this that, evening. That, that, that might be why, yeah. This afternoon. They're putting it together. And she's in the hospital. That's And I got that from Twitter. Take Taken for... An examination or hospitalized? We don't know. Yeah. All Meredith Brooks said in her tweet, I'm getting my news from Meredith Brooks. <laughs> I know. That's what's so crazy to me. It's it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, my, my um, you know, my people that are out there, you know, we have people that listen to this show that find stuff out. They They do. I'm hoping before the end of the show, Somebody will know something, and it'll pop up on the Twitter sphere at Meredith Brooks at Monique Marvez. As far as the news tweets, no, I haven't at seen anything Salt like and that. Straw. Yeah, no. The only thing the police just tweeted that she'd been found. That's it. That's what they tweeted. She'd been found, and she was undergoing some medical situation that she would be reunited with her family. Hmm. So that's it. That's the big no- local news right here in Burbank. And this is uh. We're off to a start. It's it's maybe not it's not an on fire start, but hey, when we come back, we're gonna get the Queen and Von Lichten. We will rock you. We'll start over with some silliness. It's a holiday weekend, and I'm tossing to Michael Chappé. KFI AM six forty. This is the Monique Marvez show. With one of my favorite mashups, or whatever you want to call it. It's uh, Von Lichten, the pianist. It, it sounds like a movie song mixed in with Queen's We Will Rock You, and it's very dramatic. 
and it's perfect for the story I'm going to do next. This is the Monique Marvez Show. KFI. AM 640. All right, let's do this. Okay, now, now we've started the show. Yeah. Because it just sounds so awesome with the strings mixed in with the clapping. All right, Jimmy T, come back to me. He tweeted, had to switch channels. Opening on missing person put me to sleep. Well, Jimmy T, you're listening from Florida, and God bless you. It's 11 o'clock there. So I had to I had to get the queen going to get Jimmy T back. All right, and I appreciate your candor and your honesty. You're not making me angry. I'm just curious, that's all. And somebody uh, somebody sent me the copy of the of the local patch, you know, the little newspaper. But it says they're still looking for her, so clearly they're behind the time. She's been found. So let me get a more dramatic story so Jimmy T will come back. Machete-wielding clown tries to hitchhike along busy California highway. I love this story. Because when I was a road comic, I would think about, you know, being out in the middle of nowhere maybe driving up the 65 in Indiana, like what would I do if some crazy guy jumped out in the middle of the street with a sickle and a flaming pumpkin head? This is pretty bad right here. The movie It isn't out until September, but motorists in California may have thought they were getting a preview when they spotted a creepy clown. And I'm looking at the picture. It is creepy. Full clown makeup face, like a weird white mask, standing along Highway 101. Like, this guy wasn't even, like, on a side street. He's right there. I'm looking at the picture on the 101, wielding a bloody machete. Can you imagine you're just Sunday drive over there near Monterey? On Wednesday, deputy spotted uh, from the Monterey County Sheriff's Office arrived in the scene with guns drawn to find 61-year-old Larry Allen Tovey. Like, you wouldn't think a Larry would pull this. This is not a Larry situation. You don't think of Larry is the bloody machete-wielding creeperden clown in broad daylight. I don't know what happened to Larry. He was holding out his thumb like a hitchhiker. He was then handcuffed, questioned, and released. Here are all the interesting reasons why he was released. I didn't know any of these things, and quite frankly, they make me nervous. The guy wasn't charged because we didn't have a victim that was threatened by him with the machete. Well, don't you think every single person driving by him on the highway felt a little like he could, like, jump in front of the car and chop their hood? Adding that the blood on the knife was just cotton with red dye. Now, this is the part that kind of freaked me out. Since a machete is technically a tool and not classified as a weapon, it's not a crime to carry one in public unless it's being used in a threatening manner. Like, you have to have a concealed gun permit, but you can just walk into a Denny's with a machete hanging off your belt and order a eggs over my hammy. I got to be honest, I'd be a lot more nervous. The guy with the machete could hurt me a lot faster. You know, by the time you unholster the gun and, and people you're like, gun! Or you see the guy with the gun, you're like, he's got a gun. I, I don't think I'm going to sit next to him. But the machete guy, you're like, is he going to cut a bush? Is he going to cut my toast? Is he going to cut my head off? I'm very nervous of machetes, quite frankly. I don't think they should be classified as a tool. I think machetes should have dual 
classification. I think machete should be tool slash weapon. I think that, you know, I mean, it's different than a saw. You know, a saw, you got to work to get somebody's head off. You know, you got to you gotta really go back and forth with a saw. But a very sharp machete, you can do a lot of damage at the counter of Denny's very, very quickly. And not that I'm, you know, putting ideas in people's heads. But, uh, I mean, before all these CSI shows, people didn't know, oh, yeah, just pour bleach all over everything. Now criminals know. They got it from TV. All right. It stands to reason that he may have threatened someone, but we don't have information on that, the sheriff's office wrote, so we may not arrest on what he might have done. Although a psychiatric evaluation was done on the scene, Tovey did not meet the guidelines for commitment. He also didn't meet the requirements for arrest. You don't think just wearing a creepy clown suit and makeup in a full day and with a bloody fake machete walking down the 101 is like clearly signs that somebody's a bubble off a plum? Like how much more do you need? Not stealthy, that's for sure. Right. Uh, On Facebook, someone asked what the clown was doing. Wish we knew, the police department replied. Again, another case where we're getting our news from social media. Right now, as far as we know, he was just standing there looking at traffic. Yeah, he may not be off the hook yet. The the sheriff's office is still investigating the incident, and they've received more information as a result of social media attention. The police are also advising other clowns to stay away from the highway. Like, how do you you go on Facebook and you say, excuse me, if you're a clown right now, we're just kind of keeping an eye out for, for scary, creepy, clown, machete-wielding behavior. Wasn't that the, that problem of, uh, there was a bunch of yeah, 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 yeah. Last summer, there was a clown ape outbreak. And then some people started turning on the clowns. Yeah, there was some clown beating. And that ended real fast. Yeah, well, this guy, no one's going to turn on a guy with a machete. That's not going to happen, even if it is a quote-unquote tool. Yeah, tool of killing. Uh, this is the Monique Marvez Show. I hope I got the guy in Florida back with the good creepy clown machete story and the awesome Queen song. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now I'm going to toss to Michael Chappé with news. K-F-I. A.M. 640. More stimulating talk. Every once in a while, you got to say something that reminds people what's going on on this station. We say things that make you think. Make you look, hmm. And then every once in a while, you get a show like mine where, yeah, we're talking, but we're rocking. Got to throw in a little lead for your head this Saturday night. It's just, it's a holiday weekend. Tomorrow, who doesn't love Memorial Day to me is like the unofficial kickoff of the summer. Like it is technically, if you're going by like the calendar, June is the start. June 20th is the start of the summer. But you know, 
let's face it, Memorial Day, the kids, some kids got out of school yesterday. It's summertime and the living is easy. And you know how they have those little awards assemblies at the end of the school year. You know, Josh is rolling his eyes. Josh, did you ever get any awards? He's he's giving me the eye like, don't put me on the spot. Come on, baseball. All right, good. I uh, I got a, a couple of awards. You know, I wasn't like a most likely to individual. Here's the funny part. I'm a stand-up comedian. I lost wittiest. I I was in I was in a I was in a heated runoff battle, but uh, a girl named Lily won because she had a Brooklyn accent and every single thing she said just sounded hilarious. She sounded like Rosie Perez. Uh, Lily Lily Rodriguez, sister of Tessie Rodriguez, who was in my drama class. It's amazing the things you remember. Now, this awards was a little bizarre. A Texas middle school principal plans to launch an investigation. That won't go far. After a seventh grade student was named most likely to become a terrorist <laughs> in a mock award ceremony. You think it was a mock award ceremony? That's not serious. But that does show, in my mind, some passive aggressiveness on the teacher's part. Now, on the one hand, when I read the the article, I was kind of impressed that the person most likely to become a terrorist was a girl. I thought, well, at least the teacher, although passive-aggressive, is not sexist. I was shocked Lisbeth Villanueva, a 13-year-old student at Anthony Aguirre Junior High in Houston, told the, the local TV station, KHOU. Uh, most likely to become a terrorist? And then she said my name, and she gave me this. Lisbeth received the award in an advanced learning program that's supposed to help kids prepare for college. The teacher, who was not named, probably because they were afraid she would get terrorist threats, told the students the award was supposed to be funny. But Lisbeth's not laughing. Neither's her mom, evidently. It was not a joke, Lisbeth was quoted as saying. I do not feel comfortable with this. Principal Eric Latham released an apology again on Twitter. He also apologized in person to her mother, but this is this is the world we live in. For He released an apology for the insensitive and offensive award, saying they were distributed after the school's real award ceremony had concluded. These award statements and ideals are not representative of the Aguirre vision, mission, and educational goals for its students. An, edu- an, an investigation will be launched into these events. Now, Elizabeth's mother told the local TV station that she wants the teacher to face discipline, perhaps get fired. It doesn't look good at all, especially coming from a teacher, a grown-up. It doesn't look good because everything that's going on right now. Now, granted, I'm sure that they planned this prior to the attacks in Manchester. But I have to tell you, the word terrorist now is fraught. It's fraught. It's the new N-word, if you will. Like, to call somebody a terrorist, like, it's, it's interesting how words lose efficacy. You know, words are dynamic. Etymology is dynamic. Like, now people just throw Nazi around like nothing. Google, that person's a Nazi. Who would think that Jerry Seinfeld, a Jewish comedian, would have a whole thing about the soup Nazi? Like, it's, it's, there was a time when you said the word Nazi or you implied that someone was a Nazi. That was a terrible, terrible, it's still a terrible thing. It should always be a terrible thing. But for some reason... Soup Nazis funnier, you know, that it's it's lost something. Like even when Indiana Jones says, I hate Nazis, you know, it's like 
there's a there's a twinkle in his voice. But terrorism, terrorists, I recently watched a thing on the Oklahoma City bombing on Netflix just called Oklahoma City, a documentary. And they talk about domestic terrorism. And they talked about that whole, they go, they traced the whole history back to Ruby Ridge. And even the DJ who made fun of these groups, Alan Berg, who was shot, I remember when that happened. He was shot in his driveway, and they called that domestic terrorism. Now, I don't know what the teacher was thinking. I don't know that the teacher should lose her job. I'm just, I, I don't even know why I'm assuming. They're saying the teacher was not named. It could be a male. Although, for some weird reason, uh, oh, yeah, it says right here, the, the mother said, especially come, coming from a teacher, a grown-up woman, the, the mother revealed that the teacher's a female. Um, but for, for some reason, I don't understand why anyone, like, there's always that person that goes too far. All of us have, I remember I worked for a company that stopped doing Christmas parties because the white elephant gift exchange, one guy thoroughly embarrassed a woman at the company with the white elephant that, you know, that he gave her. It's it's uh, it's difficult that you can't do, you know, fun tongue in cheek stuff. But unfortunately, there's always people that are going to overshoot the target. They're going to always go too far. They're going to push the envelope. They're going to say the wrong thing. Many, many years ago, Ted Danson appeared at the Friars Club in blackface. And it was a very big scandalous thing. People walked out and uh, nobody thought it was funny. And at the time, he was dating Whoopi Goldberg. A lot of people don't remember. That's ancient history. There was a time that Ted Danson from Jeers, excuse me. That's why we have the cough button. That Ted Danson dated uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who also dated Frank Langella. So evidently, men do like very funny women. But I digress. I don't think that the teacher should be fired. I don't think she did it with malice. I think she did it with extreme stupidity. Here's what's interesting to me. The fact that it's a female teacher, that it took place in Houston at Anthony Aguirre Junior High, and that the recipient was a young Latina girl, Elizabeth Villanueva, that all adds up to... uh, not a great equation. But for the record, for the record, I'll be very interested to follow the trajectory of the use of the word terrorist, terrorism, domestic terrorism. Terror in and unto itself is becoming a new, it's sort of a new, I don't want to say catchphrase. You remember a few years ago before the company Uber Uber was the big word that everybody was using in 2005. They were like, this meal is uber delicious. It was like a super overused uh, descriptor. And then we got the company Uber. And you wonder if that's because it was in their unconscious, that that was like a, a, a word that was being used a lot. So I it's funny because I have all of these tweets coming up about this particular topic, and I'll, I'll get into them during the break and address them. But I think that it was, in, at the very least, it was in poor taste, poor judgment, especially seeing what happened at the concert just last weekend. And uh, 
I don't think the teacher should be fired, but I think you need to be very careful with throwing certain words around. And I'm not a particularly PC person, but I think this was not, it's not even about un-PC. It's not inappropriate. It borders, it borders on something mean-spirited and passive-aggressive. This teacher clearly had some aggression against this child, and I think that's what the mother is picking up on. It's not a nice word. There's never a good time to call anybody a terrorist, any more than other words that we've decided we're not going to use anymore. This is the Monique Marvez Show, and uh, Michael, did that sound too serious? Did I sound like I was on a soapbox? Uh, No. I mean, you have a child, correct? No. Oh, you don't have any children? No. Oh, okay. By law. No, I'm kidding. No, by law. No, I have (laughs) two. state law. No, I have two nieces, and I think that even in like a joking manner, if somebody gave them this award, I would be very offended. I would become, uh, you know, anti-bear. I would question it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the place of the teacher to go there. But you know. Yeah, no, it's different if students are giving each other goofy awards. Right. right. Yeah, that's different if it's if it's student to student. So, uh, yeah. When we come back, I'm going to have a very uh, a silly story where you know ordinarily I'm I'm I was born and raised in Florida, but I live in California and I love California. But every every once in a while, there's like a total arugula eating story of ridiculousness. That I have to go, really? Here's the headline. We'll dig in. Californian, and I like like that sketch called the Californians on Saturday Night Live. Where they're like, Brad, how did you get here? I took the 101 to the 105 to the, you know, when you say the Californians, it does in the rest of the country sort of conjure a mindset. And this is exactly what supports that mindset. Californian sues Jelly Belly over sugar-packed jelly beans. Now, at what point do you realize that the only ingredient in a jelly bean is sugar? All right. This is not a news flash. When we come back, we'll talk about these uh, sugar jelly beans. This is the Monique Marvez Show, tossing to Michael Chappé. And you can dance. Oh yeah, we got we got Madonna going here. It's so hard for me to believe that the movie Desperately Seeking Susan is over 30 years old. Like, like that's so. This song was a hit 31 years ago. That's so. Don't look at me like that, Josh. It's a great song. You can't be in a bad mood with this song playing. Oh yeah, giving me the sign there. All right. Oh, by the way, last night I, I did a little stand-up in Valencia. Thank you for everybody that showed up. We had some listeners show up. That was very cool. Much appreciated. And some people from Valencia BMW. That was fun. I'm always happy to see them at the shows. And I get a, a lot of questions about Third Hour and where to find Third Hour. That is my podcast. I have a new Third Hour, perfectly, totally free. I call it Third Hour because these are your first two hours. And then third hour is everything I would say if I didn't have to worry about the FCC <laughs> or, uh, you know, any manner of sponsors. I mean, it's it's not prurient at all. It's just uh, it just goes in a different direction. So third hour can be found on SoundCloud. You can type in SoundCloud and type in my name or third hour. And uh, the newest edition of it is called uh, Rest in Peace, Madam Florence. 
I'm not going to tell you what that means. You're going to have to listen to find out. But let's talk about what's going on here and now on the first two hours. Californian sues Jelly Belly over sugar-packed jelly beans. Now, for the record, I don't know the all of the ingredients in jelly beans, but I'm going to tell you right now, jelly beans are just pretty much sugar. I, I don't know of any other ingredient except maybe some kind of cohesive agent to hold the jelly bean together, which is maybe the jelly. Maybe that's that's what you get is just sugar and jelly. They're actually made Jelly Belly in Northern California in near Fairfield. I know this because I've driven by the Jelly Belly factory. It's quite large. And Jelly Bellies became popular. I sometimes like to just give you a little history. Some of you will recall that Jelly Beans became very popular in the mid-80s because Ronald Reagan professed to a love of Jelly Beans when he was in the White House. You remember that, Chappé? Yeah, I do. See? I do, yeah. Yeah. And and nobody had really heard of Jelly Bellies, and that was at a time because diets also are cyclical when everything was about no fat. Nobody cared about sugar. You just couldn't have fat. So Jelly Beans and Twizzlers and all of that kind of stuff were very popular among the low-fat crowd because they had no fat. They were just sugar. Okay. So this woman is suing the company and saying it tricked her. I'm always very hesitant when people say that a company tricked them. Big business fooled them. The Jelly Belly tricked her into buying sport beans. Now, this makes me laugh because I think of like magic beans, like Jack and the Beanstalk. Something about sport beans, just even the name is silly. I mean, they try to make it fancy. I'm looking at the packaging, and it has a <clears throat> an American flag, and it says made in the USA. Because an American flag always implies you're going to be a great athlete and stand on the podium and have the, there's something about the American flag that just feels athletic. So I'm looking at the sport bean package and then it has the Jelly Belly, you know, logo on the top right, top left, excuse me. And it says sport beans, energizing. Well, anybody that knows anything about sugar, I mean, how many times have you heard like don't give kids pixie sticks and a bongo? Like, that's, that's like old school. Everybody knows. It's going to make them crazy. A California woman claims that they tricked her into buying sport beans, a candy that doubles as a diet supplement to fuel the body and help burn fat, which had more sugar than she thought. I don't know that you can fuel the body and burn fat. I think that's kind of BS. Uh Jessica Gomez of San Bernardino County filed a class action suit against the jelly bean company. Now, if something says sport beans, energizing jelly beans, I would laugh out loud. And as a matter of fact, I, I've run a few races in the last few weeks, and they give you all of this stuff when you pick up your race packets. Like there was one Smarty Pants Vitamins. They're basically just gummy bears with some vitamins thrown in. They're just sugary gummy bears. Just know that before you eat them. The term evaporated cane juice is false or misleading because it suggests that the sweetener is juice or made from the juice. Well, that's like saying that, you know, whiskey is evaporated cane something. I mean, it's that's what sugar is. It comes out of sugar cane. Uh, then she goes on to talk about how... On the website, it lists cane sugar on its ingredients and says that one serving contains 19 grams. 
Now it says quick energy for sports performance, carbs, electrolytes, vitamins, B and C, you know, vitamins B and C, and made with non-GMO ingredients. Okay, so it's not genetically mutated sugar. It's just regular old garden variety sugar. Uh, for the record, I don't think you can sue a company when they have stuff all over the label telling you, this is sugar. We have 19 grams of sugar. By the way, have we mentioned that what will make you run faster when you eat this is the sugar? Be smart, people. This isn't exactly like the woman that sued McDonald's when she burned her hoo-ha with the hot coffee. But it's kind of, uh, come on, don't sue when you find out that jelly beans are full of sugar. That's like saying... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I am not going to drink this coffee because it, you know, it has caffeine in it. That's, that's the only reason to drink coffee. The only reason to drink coffee is to be awake. The only reason to eat jelly beans is because they have sugar. The only reason to drink alcohol is to get naked in public. That's it. We know these things. This is the Monique Marvez Show on KFI AM 640. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. K-F-I-A-M. It's a holiday weekend. This is Justin Timberlake because I bet you guys can't fight the feeling. You guys are like, we can sleep in. Don't you love when you get that extra day like Sunday is Saturday? But it's really Sunday. Oh, yeah. Just let it wash over you. Yeah, tomorrow you're going to sleep in. Like tomorrow night, you can do this. You can just dance. You can have a dance party or a barbecue. You can have a couple of beers too many, like I mentioned at the end of the last hour. I mean, that's what... Tomorrow is exactly the day to eat too many jelly beans and drink too much, drink too many lattes. Doesn't matter if you have insomnia and stay up late. Tomorrow night, 11 o'clock at night, you can have a latte while you're eating jelly beans. Okay. This story, this is one of those stories where I don't think about the actual person. I think about their friends and family and how many times they have to answer. Look, it's just his thing. You know what I mean? I can't explain it. That's just him. Wannabe merman makes a big splash on beaches of Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Now, I'm looking at this guy right now. And this is not a joke. Like two weeks ago, I ran the Pixie Challenge and people were complaining that it's hard to, you know, get a proper race time. And I'm thinking, if you're a real runner, which I am not, I run slow. I do it for fun. If you're a real runner, you don't run 
through Disneyland. Because the minute people don costumes, or as in Beta Breakers where they're naked, take off their costumes, officially nobody cares. You're just wearing a bib for sport. Nobody cares. If you're running a race and a guy runs past you dressed as the Little Mermaid with a full red wig and everything, just give up the ghost. Just eat your jelly beans and run your race. But this guy, this guy enjoys dressing up as a merman. He's 22 years old. The 22-year-old merman loves to sit resting on the rocks as he wears one of five colorful mermaid tails. Like he has a wardrobe. It's, so this is, this is uh, what he says. This is what he told the press. It's a lifestyle, a way of expressing my love and respect for the sea and this encounter between two worlds. When I'm in the water, I feel like another person. As he leisured on rocks with his handmade tail, he makes his tails himself glittering in the sun. His name is Davi Moreira. Moreira takes his merman passion very seriously. Besides sporting a little mermaid tattoo on his body, his home is chock full of aerial-themed memorabilia, including cups, shirts, dolls, and even a bed cover featuring the red-headed mermaid. Merman Moreira attracts waves of, waves of attention from fellow mermaid aficionados, but also some insults from a few crabs. Obviously, this reporter is trying to be funny with aficionados and a few crabs. Now, you have to ask yourself, when you're a little boy, And you see the little mermaid. He's 22. The little mermaid was out before he was even born. What happens in your brain that said, yep, that's it. That's the lifestyle I'm choosing. That's the way I'm going to go. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, tail. I'm going to go bed cover. I'm going to lay on rocks. I'm just going to sit out there because this isn't like the naked cowboy. The naked cowboy in New York just wants people to take pictures with him and and give them money. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to play a guitar. You're going to stand next to me. I'm going to give you a buck. I'm in my underwear and cowboy boots. This kid is wearing full. I'm looking at the picture. We might have to post it on the website, Maria. I think we have to post the merman's picture because he is, he's laying on a rock wearing shells around his neck. He's got long hair. He's grown out his hair. He's wearing some sort of sea crown with conch shells and he makes his own tails. And then he says, people laugh at me because I'm different, but I laugh back because they are all the same. I'm not trying to escape reality. I know perfectly well how to, how to deal with adult life. Now, I got to be honest with you. I don't know that that's the truest statement I've ever read on this show. But this makes me happy, and I'm not causing anyone any harm. Now, that is true. But you have to ask yourself, is his parents, when they're like, Davi, when are you going to visit? Well, today, I figured I was going to lay on the rock in my mermaid tail until sundown. So I really can't visit until dark. I've got a full day of glistening by the sea and having tourists take pictures of me. And, uh, you know, I've got a splash. I've got a glint. I've got to adjust my conch crown. I'm swamped. (laughs) I'm so busy. But I'll see you later. And by the way, can we have fish sticks for dinner? What's this guy's name? His name is Davi Moreira. He's 22 years old. And he's a grown man. Like, I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, I'm looking at a guy, uh, Eric Ducharme of Florida, self-proclaimed merman. merman. Uh Uh-huh. Dates back to 2013. So this guy's not the first. Really? Apparently. Is there a... a... Yeah, there's a picture. 
He's a real-life merman. Is he wearing a tail with fins? Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, this guy makes his own fins. Wow. Yeah. What do you think that's about? I don't know. I think it's attention and feeling uh, special. <laughs> like, do you... Do you think that his that do you think that his parents just like they they when it's just the two of them at night with their heads on the pillow they just say where did where did we go wrong you know I mean you, there are worse things I, I mean he really isn't hurting anyone right yeah and he's, I mean he's providing a service yeah but I mean it's I mean couldn't we just equate this with like the silver guy on the Third Street Promenade just an extreme version of the silver guy you know like I mean. I would like to believe that it's mostly about the tourists, but here's the difference. The magicians and the silver people on the Third Street Promenade and the people that dress in costumes on Hollywood and Highland, I don't know that if you went home that they would have full Little Mermaid, like, bed covers and tattoos. You know, they're just out there to make a buck. This guy says it's a lifestyle choice. I don't know that mermaid is a lifestyle choice. Well. Like, like, you're like, you know what? I think uh, I think I would like to be, you know, transgender. Oh, I'm going to be trans species. There you go. I've decided transgender is not good enough for me. I'm going to wear a tail. I uh, and if you're transgender and you're listening, I'm not in any way saying, you know, to offend you. I'm just saying it's an it's an alternate lifestyle and it's something that you have to go with and say like, hey, this is this is what's inside of me. This is where I'm going. And nobody's trying to scale him back, right? Oh, man. Ooh, sorry, sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. But I but you have to wonder, you know, like this guy wants respect. Like he probably wants to say, "Hey, I want to know that there's a bathroom that I can hop in with my tail." And no one's going to go, "You have to go to the tail-free bathroom." Uh Doesn't he kind of like exist in a bathroom? <laughs> I don't like to think about that. I mean, even though it's a beach and the ocean comes and goes, you don't want to think that he's just you know. So you think he's getting out of the tail, walking over to a porta potty, oh, man. exposing himself as a human? Yeah, maybe and his then getting com- back into maybe the his water. commitment to keeping his human non mer junk in his tail. <laughs> I don't think the mer junk is the exact term for a mermaid's reproductive, a merman's reproductive organs. I don't think you would. You would, okay. <clears throat> Moreira's lifestyle choice gets approval from at least one slightly envious local, an elderly woman. I think that if I would have had a fancy dress like that when I was a child, it would have been a... (laughs) Some old Brazilian lady is like, I just like the sparkly tail. No, this is her direct quote. I think that if I would have had a fancy dress like that when I was a child, it would have been a dream. Okay, well... Good for you, Davi Moreira. And now I realize that so we have our own American version right here in Florida. Uh, okay. Thank you, Michael Chappé, for backing me up on the Merman story. Now you can actually do some hard news. This is the Monique Marvez Show, uh, leaving the Merman and his mer-junk behind and tossing to Michael Chappé with real news. like southern rock like jack daniels soaked southern rock 
The Monique Marvez Show. That's uh, the late, very great Greg Allman singing in your ear. We lost him today at 69. Oh, I, I'm just thinking about the Allman Brothers and the album Eat a Peach, which is that great song that they play in Field of Dreams when he's driving in the van. It's just a sound. It's a moment in time. And interestingly enough, when I heard that Greg Allman had died, my thoughts immediately went to share. Just so you know, Greg Allman was also a very first-rate actor. To my knowledge, he was in one movie. I haven't IMD beat him. But he was in a movie about drugs called Rush. And he played a drug dealer. Uh, Jason Patrick was in it. Jennifer, J- a young Jennifer Jason Lee. It's an old film from the early '90s. And he played the, the badass Southern drug dealer, and he was fantastic. I hadn't thought about that movie in years. And when I heard that Greg Allman had died at 69 years old, the first thing I thought about was Cher, because I'm old enough to remember that Cher not only married Greg Allman in the 70s, but has a child by him, a a son named Elijah Blue, that you don't hear about very much. He manages, unlike his brother Chaz, half-brother Chaz, Elijah uh, tends to stay out of the the news. Uh, He has at times had, you know, uh, a different way of presenting. I believe there was a time when Elijah, uh, you know, liked to wear more feminine garb. I'm trying to be PC here. But there was even a time when they revived the Sonny and Cher variety show for the summer, and Cher and Sonny were not only apart, but Cher was pregnant with Elijah Blue, and it was a sort of an awkward, weird mismatch of let's try to salvage something as quote-unquote friends. It's a Sonny and Cher show. And I'm talking off the top of my head. I'm not wikipedia any of this. I don't know why the printer's going off, Maria. But uh, it's quite loud. Um, oh, right here in the show, she's printing his IMDb. Greg Allman was born in Nashville. He was uh, known for soundtracks. Brokeback Mountain, Jack Reacher, Walking Tall. Wow. Uh, this is a very long IMDb. Thank you, Maria. For, for I didn't look at any of this. But that being said, um, he was he was just an all-around super talented guy. And and to go back to the I digress part about Cher, Cher was interviewed at a radio station in Miami, uh, one of our iHeart music stations, very big station called Y100. My friend was the DJ, uh, as they call them, air talent, Tina. She now does uh, Ion L.A., And she was going to interview Cher because Cher had the song, Do You Believe? That song was a huge hit, and it had the sound, you know, the voice modulator in it. And uh, it was a big thing because Cher had had a hit in four decades. She'd had a hit in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and with Believe, she'd had a number one in every decade. It was like a big deal, and she was going to perform New Year's Eve of the Millennium, and they brought her in to interview her. And my friend is very young, and she didn't know a whole lot about Cher. 
And I said, did you know she was married to Greg Allman? And she was like, no. I said, she was not only married to him, she has a child with him. And she evidently cared about him deeply. There was a whole series of photographs of them taken by a famous photographer, sort of a cross between Southern rock disco kind of him with his shirt open and his long hair. They're beautiful images. And in fact, Maria, maybe we should Google some of those and put them on my webpage because I actually love those images because you could see how much they loved each other and also that he was somewhat of her protector. And the images, you can see that she really kind of counted on him. So I asked my girlfriend to ask her about her marriage to Greg Allman. And she did in the interview. And Cher kind of, and if anybody knows her, she's listening or whatever, when you live in L.A., you just never know who's listening or who knows who. But I immediately went to Cher's Twitter feed, and she has a, a lovely picture of her and Greg in a very loving pose on her Twitter feed. It's kind of heartbreaking. And, uh, and when my friend asked her, she kind of went stiff. And she got this look on her face that another woman who has had her heart broken would recognize. And she said, Gregory, Gregory. She called him Gregory. And I'm, and I'm paraphrasing because this was 17 plus years ago. She, she said that she loved Gregory very much, but that he had issues, other problems. And we, you know, his drinking and drugging are kind of legendary. And, uh, and it was very obvious that she loved him and that she was sorry that it didn't work out. And, uh, and I thought of her today, and I thought how it must feel that even though so many years have passed, when you love somebody and you hear that they have left you in a very you know personal way, I mean, we all are going to miss him. We're his fans, and he was amazing. But to have been married and had a child and been heartbroken by someone, um, you know, rest in peace, Greg Allman, and... Uh, condolences to share. I'm just going to say it. If, uh, if in any way, shape or form that energy gets to her, it has to hurt to know that somebody that you loved so much is no longer on earth. So rest in peace, Greg Allman. And I'm going to look for some of those images for Maria to post. But, uh, in the meanwhile, you can look at the merman because we have him posted. You know me, I can't stay serious for that long. This is the Monique Marvez Show on KFI AM 640, tossing to Michael Chappé. KFI AM 640. I just thought I'd play a potty song because it's a holiday weekend. You got to have some fun. Oh, yeah. This is the Monique Marvez Show on Memorial Day weekend. And uh, I, I hope that most of you have Monday off. I do. I hope you get to lollygag. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sleep late. And eat leftovers for breakfast. Party food. Maybe you have a hot dog with mustard for breakfast. I'm going to have a tuna melt tomorrow just, just because I can. So in Utah, which incidentally, I don't know how frequently any of you watch Napoleon Dynamite. 
But I think everyone should watch Napoleon Dynamite once a year, just for fun. Like, like if you watch It's a Wonderful Life at Christmas or, you know, Love Actually, that's kind of my Christmas movie. I think Napoleon Dynamite should be your kickoff of the summer. There's something so delightful about that. I, uh, I just rewatched it recently, and it just reminded me, like, yeah, lighten up. Summertime. Sun's going down. There's more light. Sun's going down much later. So this happened in Utah. That actually, Napoleon Dynamite takes place in Idaho. But I get those. I mean, come on, really? In Cottonwood Heights, Utah, this is the headline. Off-duty police officer catches serial robber while shopping for donuts. Well, of course, they're just trying to grab your attention, you know. Because you're like, oh, yeah, of course the cop was shopping for donuts. No, I mean, yes. He was off and he was buying party food for the holiday weekend. Lieutenant Mark Askerland said an officer who was off-duty and shopping for a party recognized Zane James in a hoodie and called for backup. Officers took James into custody without a struggle. Askerland said the Cottonwood Heights Police Department had been looking for James because he'd committed a string of robberies. He was just standing there in line, just standing in the department store, in the grocery store. They're not saying what kind of store, if it was a Costco or local grocery store. But he's right in front of the cop cop was buying donuts among other things for the party james faces five charges of aggravated robbery now in my never-ending attempt to have at least one benchmark sort of thing that you guys know you can count on we talked about starting mugshot of the week which is precisely why i'm doing this story not because the story is particularly delightful you know cop shopping for donuts catches robber but the mugshot of the guy, he's just like resigned. He's got overgelled hair. He looks like a spoiled, just a spoiled, entitled little millennial. And he's just standing there looking into the camera like, why? Why did I have to pick that particular time and place to buy whatever it was I was buying? Which I suspect was hair gel, mouth spray, and probably some, you know, hot pockets. So here you go. And uh, for the record... Now we have the Merman on my website, on the KFI page. We have uh, Mugshot of the Week. And Maria found some very beautiful, a couple of loving portraits of uh, Cher and Greg Allman, who we just gave as loving a send-off as I think I've given almost anybody. All right. Let's go to my previous home state of Florida. for uh, Maybe we should start Freak of the Week. We, there's always weirdos in Florida. So we're going to start with, you know, something pretty basic, which is a goat. I don't have any beaver or kangaroo stories. This is the best I could do was a goat story. <laughs> Florida police nab goat that doesn't want to cooperate. Well, when have you ever known a goat that would say, yeah, I'll just uh, get in the back of the cop car? I mean, that's not what goats do. I'm not entirely sure what a goat sort of life forces with their with their decision like when they wake up like these are my goat activities i'm gonna make some noise i'm gonna maybe produce some milk so some cheese can be made the goat captured in cape coral florida got the nickname chill bill the police body cameras are usually associated with capturing criminal activity but wednesday morning cameras worn by florida police witnessed a somewhat more stubborn vagrant being apprehended Around 5.30 a.m., officers located a goat wandering loose along Pine Island Road in Cape Coral. 
worried for the goat's safety, the officers managed to place the goat in a squad car before transferring custody to the Lee County Agricultural Deputy. Along the way, though, they couldn't help but make light of the odd situation, urging the goat to stop resisting and then dubbing him Chill Bill when he just laid out. Now, here's what's interesting to me. I opened the show by talking about a crazy clown that was walking down the 101 in Monterey County wielding a fake blood-covered machete. That guy didn't get apprehended, stuck in the back of a police car, and moved to another place. And yet, a goat, who's just being a goat, gets put in the back of the cop car and moved to another place. Like, what's wrong with that picture? That they're taking the time to apprehend a reluctant goat, but they're leaving a crazed clown walking the streets with a fake blood-covered machete. Just putting it out there. All right. Now, this story to me uh, is a fun story in that I don't know if you remember there was this hot convict that was like a very good-looking guy that was in prison. You remember that story, Chappé? And he got a modeling contract. Yeah. And he had like a neck tat, but he was was olive-complected with crystal blue eyes. He was very striking-looking. He was peculiar and handsome and striking all at once. And they and they called him like the the hot felon or the you know the hot convict. I don't even remember. I just remember that he got out of jail and he got a modeling contract and he became a celebrity. Even though I think he was in prison for a pretty violent crime. But it just goes to show you if somebody's hot enough, they can probably get away with murder. Uh I'm sure that I could name two or three people. Florida police use FaceTime to nab cell phone thief. Police found a cell phone thief, Chandler Ridge Carlisle. Like, if that doesn't sound like a spoiled Chandler Ridge Carlisle, after he answered a FaceTime call, the sheriff's deputy caught a suspected cell phone thief by calling the stolen device. At first, he didn't answer messages, but when they FaceTimed him, he answered. The phone, which I know, right? Pure vanity. The phone cost $600. When they sent the text, he didn't, again, respond. But they got a screenshot of him during the FaceTime. Now, I'm looking at the picture. He's a good-looking guy. Now, here's what I think. I think that when this picture goes viral, that he's going to be like the FaceTime phone guy. And he's going to end up, you know, going viral or something. He's actually a very nice-looking young man. You know, he's got the, the pouty lips and the curly kind of Roman hair. He looks like a statue. He's very cute. The cell phone's owner verified the shot that showed Carlisle. And how it happened was they were at a party. He asked to use her phone and then just walked out of the party with the phone. Carlisle was arrested. If that's not entitlement, I don't know what is. Carlisle was arrested and charged with grand theft. So I'll be very interested to know how he talks his way out of that. But probably some chick's going to see this picture and say, yeah, I'll just pay for the phone if you'll, you know, like the hot convict. Now, earlier I did a story about a goat. You have to be very careful not to be confused and say the goat ship. This was a ghost ship. Somehow when you confuse the words ghost and goat, jokes can either be very funny or not funny at all. So I want to be very clear that this was a ghost ship. I want this to be kind of eerie and not funny. A ghost ship washed ashore at St. Andrews State Park in Florida. And I'm looking at it. 
It looks peculiar. It looks abandoned and scary. Some people on Florida's Gulf Coast who went for a stroll along the beach on Wednesday saw the eerie sight. Now, what happened was, and, and, and no, the undead crew of the legendary Flying Dutchman did not decide to make a trip to the bars at the nearby spring break hotspot of Panama City. Evidently, they used this empty barge to transport scrap metal. But somehow it broke away from the tugboat. We know the vessel. Its normal traffic route is to go to New Orleans or Mobile, Alabama, and transfer it to Tampa for scrap metal, the Coast Guard spokesman said. But because it broke away and got stuck, they couldn't do anything until the waves subsided. So this big, empty, unused, slightly decaying boat, the Flying Dutchman, was just stuck. I have to think that that, you know, that looks... When you see something large like that, like an abandoned building, or it's, it's just creepy. It makes you have a weird feeling. We want to make sure everyone is safe. That our, that's our main concern. So right now we're just devising a plan to get the line on and the vessel towed. I didn't know that that's how they towed scrap metal. You would, what, why would you use sort of an abandoned, broken-down ship? Aren't you asking for trouble? Why wouldn't you just use a regular boat? I don't understand the, why they use that, but I'm looking at the picture. And, uh, and Maria, do you think we could post that one too? Is that a, an image we can use? You don't want your nice ship uh, getting all messed up from heavy, messed up metal. So you just tow it till the boat breaks apart? Well, I'm sure they didn't plan on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, did the boat fall apart or just the line snap? The line snapped, but there was and there was nothing on it at the time. So it's just this sort of eerie, but you always, for some weird reason, I always think that like when a boat's not used anymore, it's kind of like a car. Like it's, you just take it and you mush it or you recycle it or something. But there's something about a boat that's not used anymore with like people on it that wasn't designed for transport. That just looks, it just looks like a movie set. It looked like something out of The Shining. If I were, if I woke up one morning and said, hey, I'm going to go for a jog and suddenly Along my regular route, there was this big, empty, white, kind of torn-up boat. I think I'd run home. It would be eerie. It would be peculiar. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to end on two very, very funny things, including a video that you might have already seen because it's gone, like, mega viral. And there's a very good reason for that. It's, uh, it's hilarious. And it involves Disney, which is one of my favorite places. KFI, and hopefully yours, too. I mean, really, who doesn't love Disney? KFI AM 640, tossing to Michael Chappé. KFI AM 640. The Monique Marvez Show. This is like a fabulous summer song. I think all America, the band America... Their music is just, it just sounds summery. Summer Breeze. I mean, their biggest hit, Summer Breeze. I probably should have played that one, but this is more California. Ventura Highway is more summertime in California. By the way, uh, I'm just going to toss my my guesses. Brian Suit starts Secret Place, Best War Movies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now that old Best War Movie... Bridge Over River Kwai, <laughs> and best new war movie, uh, I would say The Deer Hunter. And, you know, I think those are my 
sort of consummate American war movies. All right. I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to have to listen to, to Brian and see what he says. I absolutely, this story cracks me up. Now, they're going to, I didn't realize that they didn't already have a Burger King in Belgium because I just assumed that Burger King, McDonald's, and Starbucks are everywhere. But we're about to, and I say, why should I say we? I don't own Burger King, but it is an American company. Uh, they're going to put a Burger King in Belgium. And they have a website called uh, whosetheking.be because I guess that's, like here we have, you know, .com. And I guess in Belgium they have .be. I know in Canada they have .ca. They actually posted a picture of the Burger King next to the actual King Philip of Belgium to ask, like, who's the king? It's, I mean, it's a joke. But the, but the Belgian royal family is like, this is not funny. You didn't ask our permission and, you know, to imply that the king of Belgium would be, you know, involved in any way in French fries. Well, not I, maybe French fries was the wrong food to choose because there's a big thing about Belgium and France and French fries aren't even French, but that's not the point. The spokesman said that the use of the king's image must be approved by the royal family, but they said they had not been asked. On the website, Philip is represented by a cartoon. We disapprove of this approach, royal spokesman Pierre-Emmanuel de Ball said. Since it is for commercial purposes, we would not have given our authorization. On the ad website, if a user chooses Burger King, no more prompts appear. If they choose Philip, they get asked twice whether they are sure who the king is. And the second time, the only option is no. So basically they're saying the king is the Burger King, not the king of your country. That Who thought that that was going to go over well? Votes are open until June 19th. The chain will open its first outlet in Belgium at the end of June. See, you wonder, like, how does an ad campaign like this get approved? Like, hey, we're going to put our first Burger King in a foreign country. Let's insult the monarch of that country. I think that would be fun. And I'm just saying, although I I used to like a Whopper with extra ketchup, that Burger King, like that plastic Burger King, it's almost like like did the hamburger companies decide, let's find the creepiest thing we can find. Ronald McDonald, super creepy. Oh, no, we're going to top that with the Burger King. Uh, If you go to the website, we're going to have a a, uh, video of a, a news reporter Right here, local guy on ABC 30, he went and rode the new Galaxy of the Guardians ride. The video is hilarious, and I'm 97 to 99% sure that he changed his underwear uh, just after riding the ride. The, he, he's hilarious. I mean, it's not even like screaming and yelling and clutch pearls. This is a priceless reaction. All right, and as you know, on the Monique Marvez Show... We always save the best for last. Girl gives her teacher brutally honest feedback in form. Dad isn't sure whether to ground her or buy her an ice cream. A teacher in Scotland was asking the kids like, hey, what do you think uh, I could do to be a better teacher? And he shared this image on Twitter explaining my daughter actually submitted this feedback at school. Not sure if I should ground her or buy her ice cream. Karen Robinson took issue with the idea of grounding her for the feedback. So evidently he's going to buy her the ice cream. Mason replied, okay, A, yes. Feedback solicited and provided, B, 
very legitimate point, politely made, however, C, also cheeky AF, which we know is as, you know, yeah. And I love the word cheeky. So this is what the kid tweeted, which incidentally received 160,000 retweets and 520 likes in two days. When the teacher asked for feedback, the kid put, things teacher can do better, not use collective punishment, as it is not fair on the many people who did nothing. And under the 1949 Geneva Conventions, it is a war crime. Can you imagine an 11-year-old accusing her teacher of going against the Geneva Convention? I think that's adorable. And I love that her parents were proud of her for at least knowing about the 1949 Geneva Convention. This is the Monique Marvez Show telling you to love hard, forgive harder, and get as happy as you can as fast as you can. Have a fabulous Memorial Day weekend. KFI AM. 640. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.